0: Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought to yourself, man, I don't like what I see. I don't like that person looking back at me. If you have, you're not alone. I'm right there with you. And that's why I was so excited to be able to talk to Misty LeBoy today. Misty is a coach who helps women just feel good and look good. And she's going to be presenting at our upcoming summit. Our virtual conference conference in May, she is going to be one of our amazing presenters. And I got to have a little sneak peek of what she's going to be talking about today uh, as we had a little chat and a little discussion. So I'm going to just go ahead and roll the tape and let you enjoy my conversation with Misty. And if you want to learn more about our upcoming summit, you can visit our website at hikelikewoman.com and check it out. So enjoy our conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that has to always be doing something. I like to stay busy. Yeah. But um, 25 years ago, gosh, that makes me sound old when I say that. <laughs> no, hardly. 25 years ago, I was um, in college and I got invited to a Mary Kay party and I had never worn makeup or never never tried anything like that. And mm-hmm. I really liked the way I looked. I was kind of raised a tomboy. My mom didn't ever wear cosmetics. So it was new for me. And I was going to school for art. So it kind of seemed like an art. Yeah, and like uh, campus, right? <laughs> that, and I started doing that just to put myself through college. And uh, graduated with a teaching degree and after one year of teaching realized as much as I love to teach, I, freedom is my like everything. So it's my top value and um, I felt very constrained and confined and there were a lot of rules and politics and I thought, I don't know if I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. So I kind of ran with uh, the Mary Kay business opportunity and, and started building a business that way and Um, with that I was able to help women look good and feel good and also um, build a business and uh, I was able to raise my children and be a stay-at-home mom and and all the things and I did that for about 10 years and got burned out (laughs) after doing a lot of nights and weekends I realized like uh, this is not what I want to be doing on nights and weekends and my kids were at that age you know where they were in school full-time during the day. So then I was going out on nights and weekends. So it was kind of counterproductive to, to my original intention. Wow. So I started um, looking for other opportunities and I got introduced to um, isogenics, a health and wellness product and lost 65 pounds using wow. their products and thought, you know what, I can share this with other women and, and help them transform. I'm all about the before and after photo and, and just helping people look and feel their best. So I integrated that um, while still doing um, less Mary Kay, but more makeup. So I started actually doing people's makeup as opposed to just selling Mary Kay products. Oh, cool. And that gave me more freedom to be able to be my own boss and do my own thing. And I was doing the, both of those things um, till till the pandemic hit. And uh during the pandemic, I uh, hit a low point as many of us did, and uh, I'm a very social person, so that was extremely hard to not yeah. be the social being that I, I normally am. And I got depressed and I gained some of the weight back and uh, was really not in a good place. Um, I was probably at one of my lowest points. Mm-hmm. and I recognized that, I thought I loved myself, <laughs> but, oh, you know, I looked in the mirror and I liked the way I looked, but, you know, self-love goes a lot deeper than that. I realized that I didn't love myself unconditional. You know, there were things I loved and things that I didn't love. So I had to get radically honest with myself and, and with others and really kind of dive deep into myself and where I was and where I wanted to be. And I I had a spiritual awakening and realized that I needed to be true to myself and realize that no matter how much transformation happens externally, if you don't fix what's going on inside, you know, the rest really isn't going to matter. So that was kind of the beginning of my self-love journey three years ago, and I just started by basically researching why I am the way I am, you know, learning different personality types, learning attachment styles and finding out about uh, abandonment and codependency and and all that good stuff. And slowly but surely, I filled that empty void inside with self-love and self-acceptance. And I've been just... Really focused on doing that for the same for other women, it's just so empowering to um, it helped me build my confidence. Uh, you know, even though I always kind of looked the part, I didn't always feel the part. Oh. Yeah. And I I felt like, you know, I was wearing a mask, you know, especially on social media, people would see this perfect version of me and think, you know, she has her shit together. You know, she's always looks good. She's always positive and happy, but inside I wasn't feeling that way. So I really dug deep and and worked on myself and really spent a lot of time uh, having the inside match the outside, so to speak.
0: I love that. You said
1: a few things that I love.
0: You said that freedom is one of your top values. Lately I've been thinking like, are my values aligned with my actions and with what I'm really doing? And, and like you, I feel like I've had a bit of a transformation, metamorphosis, you know, kind of refiners fire and coming out the other side. So I love that. I love that your values are in sync with what you're doing. And um you talked also about being radically honest with yourself as you were making this transformation. What did that look like for you? Like what did you do to come out of the
1: pandemic and learn to love yourself again? So for me, radical honesty was really digging into the parts of myself that I didn't like. Mm. And And being honest about them instead of denying them, instead of downplaying them. So let's talk about the summit. You're going to give a presentation at our
0: summit in May. And I'm going to just give you 60 seconds to to talk, to tell us what your talk is going to be about. Because I don't want you to, I want you to give like a little teaser. I don't want you to give too much because I want people to like come and join us and and hear your presentation. So in 60 seconds or less, tell us about your presentation topic.
1: Yeah, so my present topic my presentation topic is on self-image and um body image and and confidence and I think a lot of my clients 99% of my clients struggle with confidence and body image and it's really hard to fully love yourself unconditionally when you hate parts of yourself. Yeah. So we're going to be working on that issue, uh, overcoming that, those body images, um, body, what's the word, uh, body image struggles really, and learning to gain confidence and feel good in your own skin. I love it. Talk to me about who your clients are
0: and how you got started working with clients in this particular area.
1: Yeah. So I, I was feeling called to teach people to love. I kept getting this message. I would meditate and I would keep getting this message, you know, teaching people to love. And I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And uh, after, you know, working on myself for about a year, I started thinking about self-love coaching and how so many people desperately need this. And uh, I'm 46 and, and I find that most women my age are really struggling with this. You know, Um, it's a point in our lives where things have kind of settled down a little bit. You know, we're we're not in that building phase of of getting married and having kids. And many of us have college students or empty nest, um, you know, are pretty settled in our lives. and, And we actually have a moment to breathe and reflect on where we are and, you know, what we want our future to look like. A lot of women have lost themselves because they've spent so much time people pleasing and creating this life based on what others think it should be. You know, I, I checked all the boxes. I, I graduated from college. I got married. I got a house. I, I had two kids and, you know, I did everything that society deems successful, but yeah, I still felt so empty and so unfulfilled. So I think a lot of women are really finding that finding themselves in that same place now. And that's where I've been helping them transform inside and out. Uh, so cool.
0: Uh, you mentioned the word people pleasing. Yes. I am uh, struggling to overcome people pleasing. Um, I think a lot of it stems from my childhood and growing up with a very narcissistic parents mm-hmm. and then putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform, right? To be yeah. the athlete, to be the business owner, to be all of the the mom to write to be all of these, the good wife, all of all of these things, right? So how do you help women kind of acknowledge these people pleasing tendencies? And then what advice do you have someone like me who might be trying to uh, break free of people pleasing?
1: Sure, as a recovering people pleaser, (laughs) uh, I learned that people pleasing is a form of manipulation. And manipulation wasn't, you know, something that I, I didn't want to be a manipulator, but it, manipulation as a like a way to control how others view us. You know, we yeah. don't want to make anyone upset. We want to make people happy with us. So mm-hmm. we do these things. But when we're doing things for others that don't serve us, that's a form of self-abandonment. So in, that, in those cases, you're not putting yourself first. And I really... Talk to my clients about putting themselves first and how it's not selfish. You know, uh, when you're on the airplane and the oxygen mass drops, they say, put that on first before you can take care of others. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to take care of yourself first. And um, getting radically honest for me meant saying no to those things that I didn't enjoy doing, that I did not want to do anymore. Mm And uh, just really just saying yes to the things that bring me joy and the things that I want to do. And once again, going back to radical honesty, I
0: love, I love that. I, I feel like I need to write it all over my walls Just be like <laughs> be honest, right? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with who you are. Be honest with people around you. Say no, set boundaries. Oh,
1: so I pride good. myself on being authentic and true to myself. And you cannot do that if you are not radically honest. So good, so good. So, uh,
0: who inspires you? Like, who do you look look up to? Who kind of makes you want to reach out and help women in the way that you do?
1: Women inspire me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Women you who know, are wear so many hats and and try to do so many things. And you know, I see so many women who are doing it and making it happen. And I see so many women who are struggling, trying to beat themselves up doing it. And, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy, you know, and we're always comparing our weaknesses to other people's strengths. Mm -hmm. So just really women. Women are amazing. And women, women inspire me every day. That's so cool.
0: cool. Um, What are some myths that women might have about, Um, matching how they look with how they feel? Or what are some struggles that we might have with like projecting this image that like, this is who I am, right? But maybe not feeling that on the inside. Um,
1: Um, You you don't have to look as part, you don't have to look a certain way for anyone else but yourself. You know, when I choose to put makeup on and I choose to dress, it's for me. It's not to impress others. It's not, you know, for validation. It's it's for myself. So when you are doing it from that standpoint, it kind of takes on a whole nother meaning. So again, putting yourself first, doing it for yourself. And it's okay to have days where you feel like a hot mess and it's okay to to have those days where you're struggling that's normal the the trick is to not beat yourself up on those days you're already not feeling your best so beating yourself up for looking a certain way or feeling a certain way is only going to m- multiply and magnify how you're already feeling so you could be your biggest cheerleader or you could be your biggest critic it's the same you know you, we have enough critics out there so why not be your own best friend
0: I I think about this a lot. Like if I spoke to my friends the way that I speak to myself, I wouldn't have any friends because no one would want to be around me. So it's it's that inner, that internal dialogue, right? That is, it's so easy to be so harsh and so mean to ourselves instead of step back and be like, I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm worthy. I belong I'm smart, I'm confident, like, we're so
1: busy just being mean. The mean girl stuff just, it needs to stop. Well, I mean, for many of us, we were raised to believe, you know, that it was bad to love yourself. It was, um, you know, I remember I used to get in trouble for looking in the mirror when I was younger. Uh, My mom would always tell me, get out of the mirror, you know, stop looking at yourself in the mirror. And uh, as if it was a bad thing. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get, you grow up thinking, you know, you have to be humble and mm-hmm. if you're not, it's conceited. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have that internal dialogue already like shutting us down. We're not that great. We're not that wonderful. And uh, it's really learning to overcome that, catch yourself um, negative self-talk. Many of my clients struggle with and, You know, we, we really talk, you know, would you say that to your friends? Would you say that to your kids? No. And why are you saying it to yourself? You know, catch yourself, apologize to yourself, reframe the thought and start talking to yourself more lovingly and it will make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on that. I think we're all working on it, and
0: I think it's not something that just ends. It's not like oh, I love myself today, right? But it's a process, and it's probably a lifelong thing that we just have to keep reminding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what is like one piece of advice that you would give to a woman in her mid forties or early fifties who is just feeling stuck and they're and just not feeling? Good about maybe their family, their career, where their life path is headed, and just feeling discouraged, stuck, overwhelmed, stressed out. What's one piece of advice you would give this woman?
1: Hmm. Um one thing is no one thinks about you more than you think about you. Mm, and oh yeah, a lot of times we're so worried about what other people are thinking. You know, um, you're not where maybe you want to be financially or even physically, but Mm -hmm. you're worried about what other what that looks like to other people. Yeah. And it really we're all we're all busy. We're all self-absorbed. We all have our own lives. And, you know, just remind yourself, no one is thinking about you. You know, you can go outside wearing shorts or a bikini or whatever it is you want to wear because Mm -hmm. no one's thinking about you. You know, it, it's all in your head. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, it's like it's kind of sad to think about, right?
0: But it's also uh, very liberating. Yeah. And if people are thinking about you, and they're thinking about you because they're rude assholes, then let them think, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and if you're feeling judged, you know, I I learned that. It says more about them than it does about you. Yeah. People are judging you because they're not happy with their, their own selves, with their own lives.
0: Yeah, it really it has
1: nothing to do with you. Oh, so sad.
0: So sad. It's like the schoolyard bully, right? That yeah. is a reflection of how that bully is feeling on the inside. My My kid had a uh, one of his classmates spit in his lunch yesterday oh. uh, and he just came home in tears and it was a really difficult afternoon for him because he was just so upset. So I called the teacher and, you know, tried to figure out what what went on, but, um, but bullies, right? They exist as adults too and they also exist within.
1: Right. And part of it's understanding where it's coming from uh, to be able to give grace and forgiveness you know bullies were bullied they learned that's a learned behavior Yeah. so know that if your child's being bullied that parent probably bullied that child yeah
0: it's just a whole cycle sad sad so
1: misty let's end
0: on a good note (laughs) where
1: can we learn more about you Yes. So I am on social media, Facebook, Instagram as Misty Laboy, L-A-B-O-Y. And I also just launched a new website last month, MistyLaboy.com. And I have a fun little self-love quiz on there where you can, uh, a three-minute quiz to learn, you know, what's blocking you from fully um, accepting and loving yourself unconditionally. Wasn't it neat to just uh, listen to Misty's
0: story about how she started to radically transform her life so that she could love and accept who she is? I think that's beautiful. I think it's a very powerful message. I think it's a message that every woman needs to hear, but that was just a little bit of it. There is more to come at our virtual summit in May. So if you want to learn more about our virtual summit, head on over to our website, hikelikewoman.com. Early bird pricing for our tickets opens February 1st. So I hope you will be able to join us. Set aside a few days of your life to join us and this amazing, amazing group of women leaders who... Uh, just are coming at us with very inspiring and encouraging messages. So Misty is one of them. Once again, you can find information about our summit by visiting our website, hikelikeawoman.com. Thanks so much. I'll catch you in the next interview.